Welcome to the podcast series, Interest Rates with Mates, with Colin, Todd, Sean, and Kath. Good morning, everyone. Interest Rates with Mates. Uh, we had a great episode last week, Women in Finance. Sorry, Colin and Todd, that I had to boot you out. just wasn't for you. Happy to set that one out. So. <laughs> Uh, great topic that we're going to be discussing today is construction loans. So it's always good to sort of break this down in terms of what you sort of need to be able to get the process of doing a land and build. Um, obviously, we're on the Sunshine Coast. We've got the new development down in Narimba and Banya. So we've we've seen a lot of contracts for sale that were signed well, nearly 13, 14 months ago. The, the land's slowly starting to register. Yeah, absolutely. We've got the other um, estate too, Harmony. Harmony, yep. Down there. So there's thousands of blocks up here at the moment being released, you know, last year, the year before, and then obviously going forward as well. Yeah, we've got some big developments opening up shortly, like BY East, which is yes. been on the cards for a while, um, and even further north up around Blah Blah and that. So, yeah, <laughs> plenty happening. There out is. My way, Palmwoods, Wombay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Plenty of happening out there too. So it's good to understand about the bank's process of construction loans because it can be a little bit tricky for people to understand. So yep. I thought we'd to sort of break it down. So how it differs from a traditional mortgage? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, generally you've got um, the uh, the land contract um, and then uh, that generally comes in first, obviously. Uh, and depending on what estate uh, the client is, uh, you know, sort of looking at, uh, they might engage a builder and then the builder might have a like a put and call option uh, on a block as well where they get the, uh, the house and land package uh, together. But there's still normally two contracts. There's still a land contract and a build contract. Um and uh, depending on whether they're a first-home buyer or whether they're an you know, investor, a secondary buyer, or upsizer, downsizer, would depend on how, how we tackle that, that process, which we'll go through today. Yep. We have some people as well that are just looking at land and, you know, 12, 18 months looking to build. So that, that scenario in itself is a little different where you can, you can do the land with a couple of lenders, but then you've got to take into account rental expense as well, which people can sometimes forget. Yeah, that's another thing I was going to touch on too. Like obviously um, if they are doing a land and build, we can ignore – well, the bank can ignore the rental expense once we have the, yes. the signed build contract. Um, obviously the clients need to factor that into their ongoing expenses, but obviously because it's not a, a long-term ongoing expense, the bank will ignore that for serviceability purposes. Um, but yeah, the key there is to have that signed build contract ready to go at formal approval for, for the land sort of thing. It's important to touch on for FHLDS applications as well. Sorry, FHG. I keep changing the name. Uh, I think it's FHBG actually. Yeah. FHG is the family so. home grant and FHBG is the first There's home so buyer many. guarantee. I actually think it's just called the home guarantee scheme now, isn't it? Oh, let's just run with that. <laughs> yeah, let's run with that. <laughs> so to, to, to get a placement in that, you have to have a land and build contract. Yeah. So you can always get a pre-approval to hold that spot, but to actually go ahead is the land and build contract is needed. Yeah, yeah. So you can't get formal approval on the land until you've got yes. the build contract. So it needs to be both formally approved at once. Um, I guess, look, some lenders will do the loan as one and other lenders make a split the loan. Um, so you've got the separate land and the separate construction loan. Um, so that's another good thing too, I guess. Like every lender is slightly different. That's a good point actually because if you, um, if you go to a lender that does one loan, um, as soon as the construction starts on the house, the repayments normally convert to interest only with a lot of lenders, right? So you talk about the ongoing expense with rent and stuff like that. They've still got to pay 
um, the lenders will, not all lenders, but some lenders will uh, will convert the repayments to interest only through the courses of the build. Um, so it just eases that um, you know that that sort of burden of uh, paying the principal and the interest off your loan as well. But not all lenders are like that. So obviously, you know, speaking to a broker, uh, we can go through the options and uh, and what works best. So let's talk about the basics of a of a construction loan. So generally, you need a uh, for a build contract, uh, we need to keep five percent for the a deposit for the builder. Now that's just to run everything through council plans so that builder can actually make a start. So the bank generally won't fund that 5%. So in our funds to complete, we always keep 5% beside, aside um, so that we they're, they're not sort of short when that's time to, to pay the builder. Yeah, so the bank won't take like the bank won't begin progress payments until yep. they have the the council approved plans and everything. Which to get those, you, you've got to pay your five percent builder deposit. Yep. Mm. yep. So I guess it is worth noting, but some lenders do actually allow you to release the uh, first home owners grant yes. um, on that um, land settlement as well. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Uh, any fees that are attached to doing construction loans. So some some lenders do charge a fee uh, for actually uh, having that pro- that construction loan to be able to progress payments so just something to factor in yeah yeah some banks charge you a look just to give you you know the the listeners an idea i mean some banks will charge you a 75 dollar fee per per progress draw other banks have a fixed fee of um you know three hundred dollars or you have to one and a half thousand dollars so just depends there's a vast difference between the different lenders and as you said before generally those payments uh on the build are interest only uh that's just so that you you know your payments during that time, it's not trying to stretch you with your, your living expenses. Yes, so you're still getting a principal interest rate, yes. but at interest only through the courses of the build if we go to a lender and if that lender obviously then allows interest only through the courses of the build. Yep. Uh, and then most banks uh, must start within 12 months uh, of having that build contract approved and then must be completed within 24 months. So we haven't really had anyone that's sort of gone over that time frame. No, no, uh, not not at this stage. And yeah. and I mean, look, and these days too. I mean, the the land that uh, that clients are buying now are, are either registered now, like so registered blocks uh, through COVID. It was a bit hit and miss, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, it was pretty so. tough during yeah COVID with registrations not happening as quickly as we expected. That's right. Look, I mean, and the banks, um, and again, it's, you know, more so for the listeners. I mean, the banks generally don't issue an approval on the block of land until within three months from title registration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if a client's buying a block of land today that doesn't register until next year, 2024, um, then generally it's just a holding pattern to get your finance arranged or sorted uh, until closer to when that, that uh, block registers. So, uh, but these are all things that... Um, uh, that we would go through with uh, with the with the clients. Now there is options to add uh, pool contracts and other things like that to the actual funds to complete. I know Todd, you've done a, a couple of them. So did you want to just touch on sort of what you can and can't put towards a build? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, a lot of the time, like um, the clients might decide to do fencing outside of the actual build contract. I've had even had driveways like they, they, they've sourced. Um, a cheaper tradie um, to, to do the driveway sort of outside of the, the building contract. Um, but, yeah, pools, sheds, septic systems, solar power, they're sort of the normal things. But, yeah, you can even do driveways and other things. Um, so the key there is just as long as you've got a, you know, a, a quote ready to go with the build contract, we can sort of package that all up together. So the land contract, the build contract, the pool quote, the fence quote, 
the driveway quote, whatever else may be there that, that they want to add into that. We package it all up, send it off to the valuer, get it all valued as if complete. Um, and then obviously, yeah, package that up, send it to the bank and and have the, the loan based around all those perimeters. That was my next uh, sort of thing to touch on is valuations as if complete. So the normal process is uh, once we get the land and build, the valuer will sort of take that on board and determine if that value is actual is, is accurate. Yep. Um, and he'll generally nine times out of ten say, yep, that, that is correct. And then once the build is complete, they will do another valuation to make sure that everything is still the same and all the value has remained the same. That's a good point, actually, because the bank – the reason why they're doing the on-completion valuation is because they're in control of the payments, you know, through the courses of that build. Um, so, um, yeah, so I mean, it's important to to go through that that sort of process as well. And generally, that that's done at the start, like you said, Sean. And then uh, there's a, a final valuation done at completion before the keys are handed over. Yep. An important thing to note on the valuation side of things too is that some valuers, like some of these clients that have signed land contracts 12, 18 months ago, some banks will actually just go off the contract price, mm. even if that land has appreciated in value over the time. However, we've got access to a number of lenders that, you know, as long as that contract was signed over six or over 12 months ago, they'll take the current value. Um, so if those clients are in LMI territory, so if they're buying with less than a 20% deposit, um, if that land's appreciated in value, we can essentially reduce their lender's mortgage insurance fee, um, potentially get them better interest rates. So um, I guess that's yeah, just the whole reason why I speak to a broker, make yeah. sure you're going, you're finding the best solution mm. to, yeah. to, to your requirements. And I, and I guess probably another thing that we've seen quite a bit of and hopefully we're coming to the end of it is variations with the build contracts as well. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, so just to, you know, over the last two years we've had issues with delays and supplies and things like that. So, um, you know, I think all of us have seen anywhere from 13000 to up to 60000 in in variation costs, yeah. which um, can – cause a few stressful issues for people. Um, hopefully we're coming to the end of that now. I think we're, we're starting to see that those supply chain issues have um, settled and the builders are a little bit more settled with their pricing as well. Um, I have had a couple of clients recently that are signing fixed price contracts. Yep. Um, and they do appear to be fixed price contracts as well. So I know that we had that that variation over the COVID period where, um, you know, the builders were obviously trying to recoup some of their costs and, and there was a specific clause in there. Special There's, conditions. Yeah, there was yeah. a little, little sneaky clause in there. So, yeah, so um, it, it's good that we're starting to come out of that, which, um, which is yeah, probably – making it a little bit easier for people to make that decision to one, buy land and know that it's going to be registered soon yep. and then to be able to build fairly yeah. quickly and, and know that that price isn't going to change. Yeah, no, it's, so it's, that's a great, great point. Yeah. It is a good point. And the other thing we haven't really touched on today either, I mean, we've spoken about buying land and then doing construction mm. loans, but uh, for any listeners that maybe want to do a, either a minor renovation or a major renovation mm. uh, to their home, a very similar process. We'll probably do another um, podcast episode on, on renovation loans as well and around how that works. Knockdown rebuilds. Knockdown that, rebuilds. Yeah, very um, so yep. we'll do uh, – yeah, we might do another podcast episode on that down the track. But uh, but this is available uh, – I mean, today we've spoken about the land and build, yes. but if you've got a, you know, a current house and you want to do some renovations, then there's a renovation loan that's available as well. Yeah. Yep. And then just to touch on, so those that – in that fixed price contract, there's usually about five or six – progress payments. Mm. So the lender will generally pay that 24, 48 hours once that's submitted. So 
Yeah. Yeah. So, So yeah, obviously there is a process there where some lenders will actually have a value or go out to do an inspection. So sometimes there can be a little bit of a delay with that depending on where we're at. Um, I had one a couple of years ago when we had the floods and they couldn't get a valuer up here. So, yeah, yeah, so there there can be little delays to to be conscious of. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, and look, it's important to note too that we've got our own dedicated construction team here. So for any customers of Mason Finance Group that go through the whole – uh, you know, approval process with us. We've got a process in place and there's uh, dedicated staff that uh, manage that construction process for us as well. Awesome. Yeah. So construction loans, a little bit of a, um, it's a good topic. I think it's good to understand sort of what you're getting into, especially if you're planning to get land, you know, one year, two year in advance. It's to, it's, it's good to understand what you sort of need to do now. Mm. I think people get a little bit overwhelmed by they the do. whole process yeah, as well. So it's, it's really good to just break it down and, yep. um, and sort of go through that whole process with a broker beside you to say, look, it's all good. We, we can do this. This is what we need to do. Absolutely. And it makes it so much easier. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Totally agree. That's what we're here for. Thanks for listening. Uh, next week we'll be touching on credit reports. We'll see you Great then. Topic. Great topic. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future topics, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. All of these episodes are available to download for free wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care.